Hi everyone, you're listening to Humanize Your Workplace with Alyssa Carpenter, where we chat about all things, well, human. On each of these bite-sized episodes, I'll give you something new to try to become more self-aware, help you build better work relationships, or just try to get you through a sticky work situation. It all starts with an open mind and a conversation. Welcome back, everyone. On this episode of Humanize Your Workplace, we're joined by Sonia Smith. Sonia is the Associate State Director of Programs and Policy at Pennsylvania Small Business Development Centers at Kutztown University. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you, Alyssa, for having me. It's just been a pleasure. Um, I've heard a lot about you. I've met you, and um, I'm very grateful that you're having me on today. I'm just so excited because you're all over the place doing some really cool stuff and (laughs) it's really fun to watch and one of the first questions I love to kind of kick things off is to me there's always a person or a group of people who've maybe inspired you to kind of be who you are today if you could let's say give a shout out to some of those or one of those people who've really set your tone for who you are professionally who would that be and why So, like you said, it's usually a group of people um, that you meet along the way. Um, I am, so I can't really just contribute it to one person. Um, I think many of us can say that. Um, Throughout the years, I've had really great people in my life, both personal and professionally, um, that have helped me and shaped me to where I am now and continue to help me shape my personal um, aspirations and what I believe in and my purpose. Um, But I do work very well currently with my state director of the program of the PSPDC, who is uh, Dr. Ernie Post. Um, I've known him for over 10 years. So he's actually has seen me from the very beginning of my career up until now. Um, And he's always been a very great supporter. Um, We are very different. So uh, people call us good cop, bad cop, or <laughs> um, and or mom and dad depends on who you talk to and just our approach to how we handle um, situations, how we work with um, our colleagues and our staff, and also like our visions and what we want to do for the state of Pennsylvania when it comes to economic um, development. So of course he has like uh, almost 30 years on me. Um, of experience and just knowledge and it's great seeing him understand the whole politics behind it and his vision but um, I'm also the other side of it of like the process and um, how to build those teams and looking at resources so I really contribute um, you know a lot of my success uh, partly to him as well as as I mentioned to a lot of the other people I've met along the way. I love that you mentioned too about being different. I feel really my mentors have been really different from myself or people who I work really well with because they can bring something different and challenge you. And I I think that's really cool that it's not just surrounding yourself with people who are similar to you, but have really pushed you to be a better you. Correct. Um, I, and I'm sure most people have seen it if you haven't watched the show, but you've probably seen it um, floating across YouTube or Facebook or Instagram um, on Ellen's show about how she's um, friends with George Bush. And um, basically she said, it's not just surrounding yourself with people that have the same values that look like you, that 
um, talk like you and come from the same background, but it's having the people around you that are different and being kind to those people at all times because that's what helps shape the world that we live in. It's the fact that we are different and can bring very um, unique aspects to situations. And so I think she said it very well. And that it was funny, the everything that was going over online about it was a baseball game or a basketball game and people were like, oh my goodness, you know, how are yeah, they going to react? They were, they were at a football game and I was just like, the fact that she's um, into football, it's just like so many things that you, that were exposed in that one little situation that a lot of people were questioning. And I, like I said, I think she said it well, it's just, just being kind and letting that person express who they are and then sharing those moments with each other. It's true. And I, I definitely want to ask you some questions about the Small Business Development Center. And early on in my business, I was actually able to take place and be part of a Small Business Development Center and take a class. And it definitely, it changed the trajectory of my business and my outlook. Can you share a little bit about your role and what the organization does? Because unfortunately, I don't think people, I know a lot of people take advantage of it, but there could be more. It's such a yeah. great resource. So the, it's a national program and we're accredited program. We're one of the only accredited programs um, for economic development and small businesses um, in the in the country. Um, so it, like I said, it is a national program. There are is an SBDC in every state and they cover specific counties, um, but they also have them in the territories like Puerto Rico and Guam. So there's 63 throughout the whole um, program. And the whole thing, like our tagline and our mission is to empower entrepreneurs and small business owners with the knowledge that they need to make smart decisions um, to prosper and to grow their business. Um, the other side of it is, you know, we are a nonprofit um, organization and so marketing dollars are very few and uh, we are funded by the federal government, by the Small Business Administration, and then sometimes depending through your state. So uh, a lot of people say we are the best kept secret. So like you said, um, individuals like you that have taken advantage of the um, no cost or nominal fee resources out there to help entrepreneurs and small business owners is very crucial. Um, but we are like fighting that the best kept secret kind of uh, idea of small business development centers out there. And it's not just in Pennsylvania, it's everywhere of, um, small business owners not knowing that we are a resource to them, not just on the education side of it, but on the technical assistance of having actual professionals that have either worked in the industry or have um, studied industry, um, that particular thing that they're working on, whether it's like um, supply chain management, uh, management, accounting, to actually help them with those different steps of starting their business or growing their business. Because, um, you know, like you know, entrepreneurs and small business owners are good at what they're passionate about. So mm -hmm. it's whatever their product or service is. So they can, you know, not saying they don't, but they can really care less about their accounting and they really don't understand it. And it's like, <laughs> what are the taxes? When do I file taxes? Like, or who should I hire? How do I go about writing, writing a job description? So there's so many things as a small business owner, you might not have, you know, a bookkeeper or an HR person. You are literally a, sometimes a one person shop. And so having that support is really crucial in the very, especially in the very beginning 
um, of these type of resources. Um, so yes, we partner with chambers of commerce, economic development um, organizations within the state and in the different counties. Um, and we also partner with a lot of lending institutions because that is another thing, capital access to capital and understanding um, how to look at cash flow and balance balance sheets and when you are going to need funds to inject into your business. So yeah, there's um, a lot of things that we do as a, as a network, as an organization. Um, my role has shifted. Um, I've played different roles in different capacities. As I said, I've started with this organization over 10 years ago, um, actually as an intern. And so that's like a whole nother funny story. But my role currently is overseeing the program, um, program development and the policy. So a lot of the partnerships of the organizations I just mentioned to help look at different um, educational things or uh, programs when it comes to resources for entrepreneurs and small business owners to take advantage of. Um, and then on the other side of it, um, I also do a lot of the policies so let's make sure we are in compliance with our funding partners because we're funded by the government. So um, I have like a big administrative role now um, compared to before when I was more in the boots of the ground. Um, I'm still out a lot in the community as you may know or may see. Yeah. I, I do a lot on social media um, because I don't want us to continue to be the best kept secret. I think uh, taking advantage of even the free resources for marketing is really important. Um, not only for, we have to practice what we preach. So we tell our business owners that, you know, look at what platform works well for you. And so I try to do that a lot and make those connections with other uh, partners or organizations that are doing something similar to kind of get a bigger bang and bigger impact in our communities. I think that's just one such a cool mission. And I love that you've been with the organization for 10 years. We just don't see that really often anymore, <laughs> I think, especially with our generation. It's really cool to see. And I'm curious, kind of a couple questions actually, because is it because of the mission that's kept you there or, you know, kind of other aspects? And then how do you really articulate that mission or shared values to help make maybe people stay there, help them want to stay for 10 years? How does that really play a role into why you've been there and how you try and create an environment for other people to stay within your workspace too? Mm -hmm. um, so the first question on why have I been here for so long? So um, I keep, so I've been within Cutstown University for that long. As I mentioned, I've been with at different capacities within the organization. So I actually did leave for about two and a half years. Um, I didn't. I was not completely with the Small Business Development Center for ten years. But when I was in the Office of Grants and um, Sponsor Projects and Research, um, since it is a grant-funded program, SBDC was still something that I was. Um, involved with at some capacity. So even though it was in a different role, it was still a program I was overseeing more on the, still on a more administrative and, and grant side of it. Um, what kept me within this organization or with this um, university for so long is because of the experiential learning. So a lot of uh, faculty and students are involved with our client projects, with our clients that need um, additional assistance with things. So I like seeing that connection. As I said, I, I focus a lot on resources. So it's not just about partner organizations that can help um, with different aspects of someone's business, but it's also the resources that we have available like internally and how we can, um, you know, um, capitalize on that and more for the benefit of the client. You know, um, a lot of them 
have started a business and um, started with us and then the impact is maybe now two or three years later having 60 employees and you know millions of dollars in sales revenue i have stayed this long because i like being able to see that impact and that transformation of not just someone's business but their lives um meaning like their personal lives and what they have accomplished for their families but also what they have done for with their communities a lot of people are reinvesting in their communities or hiring people within their communities and it's helping um to grow and to change that um you know that new vision of what entrepreneurs do for their their small communities and so that's why i have stayed so long is because i love it i can like drive down a street or i can walk somewhere and say like oh that's a client that's a client <laughs> like see everything like right in front of me and it's not something you know even you know paperwork things like that it's important to keep organizations running but to actually see like tangible hands-on things um, that are life-changing for a lot of people, I think is really important for me. And I think, and it's definitely um, unique to you, but it's also something I think from our generation and Gen Z are really looking for. It's how do my everyday tasks and contributions really help the greater good? And you can Correct. actually physically see it, which is really cool because sometimes it's just this pie in the sky type of thing. But to be able to drill it down and say, I helped with this, I worked on this, mm -hmm. must just feel amazing. Yeah, and that's why, you know, the other part of your question is, like, what kind of environment do we um, try to make um, in the workplace to have that same longevity for um, for other employees or staff? Um, it's the same thing. A lot of them will tell you um, it's not about the money um, because, be honest, to be honest, like we are a grant funded program, so there's limitations to certain mm -hmm. salaries. Um, they literally do it because they've been in industry, they've worked in, you know, high salary, high paying jobs, or they've had titles and roles, but now they're using their knowledge to help these small businesses to get to a certain place where they want to get. And, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't work for everyone. Sometimes you do have to hit them with the reality that maybe working a nine to five is gonna be better for you or maybe better for you in this like short term and so you save enough cash for x y and z um sometimes those hard conversations are needed everyone's not meant to be an entrepreneur it's just not you know yeah, we're all we're all meant to do different things and i think the reality is like yeah you may make great pies but that's for your family everyone doesn't want your pies like or how are you gonna make it different um, so yes, those the people that have worked here and worked for us have worked here for a long time because they have transitioned out of the industry or the doggy dog doggy dog world that I say, um, and they like the same feeling I have, able to see your mission actually come to pass. Um, and we've had students. We've had, um, I, like I said, I've actually started as an intern, and I was a grad student that worked with the program, and I transitioned to a full time position. Um, so yeah, it's the same thing of like students that have been here, that have worked on projects, worked with clients and that um, positions open up and they actually apply. And so that longevity and institutional knowledge kind of stays with the organization. 
I did want to dig a little bit deeper into the internship program because a lot of the organizations that I work with have considered making one or creating one, but aren't really sure what it should look like or how do they pull students. And then do we give them full time offers or everyone or, you know, a few number of people. Can you tell us like briefly about what that internship program looks like and how you as really a leader determine who might get a full time offer if that's an option? So, um, we have 16 centers throughout the state of Pennsylvania um, that are similar to um, what we have at Kutztown. So, Kutztown, we're a little bit, we're structured a little bit differently. So, um, myself and our, my state director, we oversee the whole state program, which includes all of the 16 centers. But then we also have a service center, which is um, composed of the consultants I just mentioned of the professional staff that actually work and boots on the ground with the clients. So um, <clears throat> most of the students we actually have on both sides that are working more in the administrative side of developing, um, helping us revise strategic plans and things of that nature. So um, of those 16 centers, we're all different, but here at Kutztown, we are very fortunate to have um, the support of our administration. So our, our president and provost really, and our dean of College of Business, really, really focus on um, what I mentioned earlier, that experiential learning. So they support um, us in developing um, programs. So if they go to we have both undergrads and graduate students that apply. So mm -hmm. undergraduate, it's the same type of thing, same type of pro uh, process through HR of becoming a student employee. Um, we try to have different um, jobs open, like I said, whether it's accounting, marketing, um, management, so that they can get that hands-on experience outside of the classroom. But for the graduate program or the graduate students that work here, um, we, like I said, we're very fortunate because um, our university actually helps supply them with their tuition to be covered if they're in. Oh, nice. In, yes. So if they're enrolled in a master's program and they work here with the Small Business Development Center, their tuition is covered. Um, so it's not only, you know, getting help with your degree and your advanced degree, but it's also giving you experience to put on your resume. And then enough, if they're only working maybe 13 to 20 hours throughout the week. So then it also helps them if they need, you know, um, that extra cash to maybe have another part-time job or to try to, you know, be flexible with um, their income. So that's how the program is structured on both an undergrad or a graduate program. Um, Full-time positions, uh, it's very strange on how they happen. Like I said, a lot of the consultants have been here for a long time because this is maybe second, third career for them. Um, but as we're restructuring, some people retire, some people are leaving, and it's really good, like I said, to have that um, transition and that um, that practice and that uh, uh, you know education for the um, graduate students that may have been mentored by one of the consultants that may retire or move on, and that they look at this position like, oh, I can do this because I already have been working on this for two years. So um, it does help if we do have someone that is leaving that has worked with a graduate student that they have mentored. Um, doesn't always work out that way. Um, I say between 
um, my purpose and God and timing. Um, I literally have transitioned always around the time when something big shift was happening in the network. And so um, they have looked at my my knowledge and my experience and what I have developed and was like, this is literally made for you. Are you applying? And I'm like, "Uh, I guess so. But like, it's full, me. <laughs> yeah, it's me. So like full-time opportunities are available. Like I said, depends on timing and funding and what we're doing with the program. But we have had students um, in all of the different centers throughout the state that have actually hired graduate students as full-time staff. Wow. And that's interesting too. And even I can imagine at some point, potentially students maybe even working for the companies that they helped out with as people start to, I need an admin or I need something. Mm -hmm. So it's just extra connections there. That has happened um, a lot um, where companies are very, very happy with the student, um, the graduate students, and they have offered them full-time positions. Yeah. Very cool. And I just have one final question because when you talked about some amazing things and I want to make sure people can get in touch with you to either ask more questions about your professional experience or the resources of the SBDCs. What's the best uh, resource or how can people get in touch with you? Um, Well, the best resource is to actually just go on our web, excuse me, our website. Our website is actually being revamped, thank God, um, because it's like, like we said, you know, if we're teaching business and and helping these entrepreneurs, we have to do the same thing. So don't judge us, but yes, the website <laughs> is um, PASBDC.org. And if you go to that link, that will show you all of the um, different um, topics and different areas where we um, mentor and educate and provide assistance to entrepreneurs. It also shows you all of the impact and different different success stories throughout the years. Um, And also on there is contact information for the whole state. So it could be an entrepreneur um, in the Erie area and Gannon University SBDC actually um, covers that area. So it depends on where they're located. They can find an um, an SBDC right in their backyard that serves their county. And they can look at the information from that, um, that actual link and webpage to see Um, what type of startup and existing business services that they can take advantage of. Oh, that's awesome. And I meant to ask you earlier, what qualifies as a small business? Is there something that you're bringing in or what does that look like? So that's another thing. Some, a lot of people don't, not only being the best kept secret, but a lot of businesses are like, well, I don't need that because I'm not a small business. So small business by definition, um, there's like little loose there's a real definition, but then there's loose definitions that uh, kind of have a threshold. So we say 500 employees or less. So a lot of businesses within the state really don't meet that. And so they may say, well, I have 200 employees. I'm not small, but technically by definition, by the Small Business Administration, they are, or by their sales revenue. I think it's about, don't quote me, I think it's 12 million. I just looked at it the other day. So there's different, kind of definitions on what considers a small business. And most of them, most of them in the state don't really hit that and can still take advantage of the resources that are available. Thank you for clarifying that because to me that's huge. And in my mind, I wouldn't think, oh, a business that has 450 employees would be a small business. Yeah. <laughs> so even knowing that there's just free, reduced resources to help you communicate better, to just do all of these different things that are available to you. Um, and- I really appreciate it. 
Yeah, and we work in all in, with all industries, so manufacturing, retail, service. Um, it doesn't doesn't matter. We have um, very special programs, international um, trade, a government procurement on how to sell to the government, um, and then we have an environmental management assistance program that helps with um, federal compliance with their business when it comes to environmental issues. And these services, as I mentioned, are no cost because of taxpayer dollars. Nice. Well, thank you again. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule to come and chat with us today. No problem. And thank you, Alyssa, again for having me on. And it's great hearing from you. Oh, you're very welcome. And and to our listeners, if you have any questions about today's episode or you want to reach out for things to be featured in future episodes, just reach out to me directly on Twitter at NotOkayThat'sOkay. Until next time.